Well, the summit has now wrapped up. President Biden finishing his uh, two-hour meeting with Russian President Vladimir Putin in a high-stakes diplomatic effort to try and de-escalate a crisis over Ukraine as tens of thousands of Russian troops are amassing along the Ukrainian border, raising fears of an invasion. And just hours before the beginning of the Biden-Putin video call, Ukrainian officials charged that Russia had further escalated the crisis by sending tanks and snipers into the eastern portion of Ukraine to try and provoke return fire and uh, gain a pretext for an invasion. Russia, as I mentioned, has moved thousands of troops to the border, but insists it has no intention of attacking Ukraine. Russia wants guarantees that Ukraine will not join NATO, but Western powers say that we have to respect the sovereignty of Ukraine on this issue. You have to take the long view on this as well. I don't think you can think about this without understanding how Russia views Ukraine and how it views a potential move by Ukraine to join NATO. To talk more about this, I'm pleased to welcome to the program Dr. Alexander Lanoska, who is a professor at the University of Waterloo, who studies alliance politics and European security. Welcome to the program. Thank you for having me. I'm glad to be here. What's your sense of, of the level of danger here? There's a, a lot of accusations going back and forth between the West and Russia. So to be sure, over the course of the last five or so years, there have been these sorts of war scares that have broken out between Ukraine and Russia. And those never really amounted to anything. And the reason why is because Russia never really put in place those tens of thousands of troops on the border that would suggest that war was imminent. What is different about this case is that indeed, we do see from open source intelligence and other sources that Russia has somewhere between 90,000 to 110,000 military personnel with potentially 75,000 more soldiers held in reserve. That's a significant force. It is one that can indeed take uh, offensive military operations should the Kremlin decide to do so. There's a lot of speculation about what potentially Putin's motives would be here. Is it to try and embarrass uh, Biden? Is it, or is it something more akin to what uh, the Ukrainian government is saying, that an invasion is imminent? I'm not sure if the invasion is imminent. I'm not sure if it's to embarrass Biden. I think you have to step back and assess what have been the war aims that Russia has had since the conflict more or less began in early 2014. And those war aims really have involved a change in the status of those parts in eastern Ukraine, as well as potentially the territorial integrity and the political sovereignty of Ukraine. Now, Russia has imposed a peace in 2014 and 2015 on Ukraine, one that sought to get both sides to evacuate military personnel, to secure the uh, Ukrainian eastern border, and to uh, have a ceasefire. And as much as that agreement more or less was in line with what Russia wanted, Ukraine has not really um, abided by that agreement, nor has Russia. Russia has not uh, evacuated its uh, military personnel or support for armed groups in eastern Ukraine. And so the conflict has been in stasis. But what has changed in the last few years is that um, there is a growing sense, I think, within Moscow that Ukraine is slipping away, that the war is in stasis and Ukraine is becoming increasingly integrated in Euro-Atlantic institutions. I don't think that, that fear of NATO membership is very likely, but there's nevertheless the sense that Ukraine is 
developing its ties militarily with members of uh, NATO at least, and that Russia is lacking the political levers to influence Ukraine. So what it's trying to do is to build up forces to intimidate Ukraine, to cow it into accepting those terms that I mentioned in 2014, 2015, or some other other unfavorable settlement that would basically bring back a Ukraine to uh, Russian orbit. Uh, Ukrainian officials have, have called on Western powers to act even outside of NATO to try and deter Russia. In terms of deterrence, we you know we hear Biden talking about potential sanctions, the Americans talking about that, but we've had sanctions, significant sanctions on Russia for years. Do you see sanctions as a deterrent? It's a hard question because we don't really know what would have happened in the absence of those sanctions. Uh, but there are still some options available. The most uh, serious option would involve cutting uh, Russia off from the SWIFT system, which would hamper its ability to have financial transactions across banks around the world. That's significant. Um, but Russia has also built up a strategic currency reserve over the uh, last few years. So it's very possible that they have anticipated such a crisis uh, to break out and that they have prepared themselves accordingly. It's a crystal ball question, but I'll end with it. Where do we go from here? I think we have to hang tight, watch very carefully. I don't think Putin is bluffing because if it is, if he is bluffing, it's a very expensive bluff to move 110,000 personnel with all that heavy equipment that demonstrates some major investment. Um, if Russia were to use military uh, force, I suspect it'll be fairly limited uh, in terms of the territory that it would try to get. Ukraine's a massive country after all, but I don't think a, a decision has been made yet. It's all up in the air. Well, we'll be watching it very closely. Thank you. Appreciate your time today. Thank you very much for having me. That is Alexander Lonoska, who is an associate or assistant professor, pardon me, of international relations at the University of Waterloo, talking about the situation going on in eastern Ukraine. It bears a lot of attention, and I think you have to consider, as you think about it, the, just the way that the Russian government and much of the Russian people consider Ukraine, former Soviet Republic, obviously, consider it to be, in many ways, an extension, at least to the eastern portion of their of their own country, and view any kind of moves whatsoever that Ukraine might make towards the West to be uh, cause for alarm. That doesn't mean right or wrong. I think you just have to think about that in a historical perspective.